Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is up, everybody? Project Katachi here. Welcome back to the GZ Chop Shop. <laughs> Warners, Warners is ready to go. He was crunk. Yeah, he was ready to go. I wasn't oh. expecting in the the new tunes. I was like, at first, I was like, oh. what the fuck? And it started getting kind of yeah. okay. Yeah, welcome to the new and improved uh, version of the uh, GZ Chop Shop. And as always, we have an amazing episode lined up for all of you guys. This week, uh, if you're a Patreon, you're definitely going to catch some very hilarious bonus minutes. Uh, <laughs> we had a wonderful conversation before the show started. But if you want to check that out, make sure to hit us up on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Gamma Games. That is games with a Z. And speaking of Patreon... Huge shout out to our top Patreons, Cindy Lou, Charlie, Trent Hollinger, Sailor Lion, Anna Giddens, and Boogie Jam. Thank you guys so much for being Patreons. We are able to do this show because of you. So Woo! we have an amazing episode lined up. Uh, pretty much going to let you guys know up front. Facebook is definitely going to be a huge highlight. Uh, if you guys have heard, they've changed their name. But there's actually a little bit more to it than that. But we'll get into depth, in depth with that. As we get into the episode, I definitely want to kick things off with something I know that uh, Warners was a little frightened about <laughs> in the uh, in our little Discord chat. Sega and Microsoft Oof. entering a partnership. Every time Microsoft touches something, it gets destroyed after like a year or two. So when I read that, I was that that's the first thing my mind went to was like, oh god, don't don't finish Sega off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty I'm sure to be open minded to reaction. Was, I know I bash uh, Xbox a lot. Was this your? I know. No, God! <laughs> Is that you? One hundred percent. Please, no, 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 no! <laughs> that was that was Warner's through and through. Um, I think I responded I saw that to that news, topic, like, and I was just like, "What?" Yeah, yeah I, I responded to that news so quickly. So. A little background for everybody who's tuning in and might not have any clue what we're talking about or you're just hearing this for the first time. Um, Microsoft and Sega are teaming up for next-gen cloud gaming. Now, before I give the details of this article, can I just say that um, Microsoft is starting to suddenly take interest in things that they turned their nose up at before? Because if anyone remembers way back in the heydays of the Dreamcast, Sega wanted to partner with Microsoft before and actually beg them to make the Dreamcast compatible with the Xbox. And Bill Gates turned it down. 
now. Which would have been a bold and and probably a good move considering a lot of the things that have happened in gaming over the mm-hmm. past few years and what we might expect going forward. And it might have made the Xbox a way more relevant console um, up to today. That's for sure. I believe that personally. Uh, but <clears throat> diving in, basically, Sega is trying to take advantage of the Azure Cloud platform. And as everybody knows, Microsoft has been t- making this very strong push into cloud gaming um and sega sees potential in this as they feel that this is the future of gaming streaming services are pretty much here to stay and sega is trying to get in on this before it takes off and other companies like amazon apple and google come in because they're already building their own cloud-based platforms but they're building them where microsoft has pretty much already established it and sega's pretty much i guess giving them a second chance like hey we want to take a part in this and it was actually very interesting because uh in the article, there's an excerpt straight from Sega that actually caught my interest. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess Sega has some faith in Microsoft. Maybe they're willing to overlook some of their past endeavors. But it says here, um, Sega and Microsoft have agreed in principle a strategic alliance that explores ways for Sega to produce large-scale global games in a next-generation development environment built on Microsoft's Azure cloud platform. The alliance would form a key part of Sega's mid to long term strategy, allowing the business to move forward with Super Game, a new initiative for developing new and innovative titles where the focuses are global, online community and IP utilization. Now, this goes beyond xCloud. Yes, this is going to go beyond xCloud. This seems to be it's separate. Yeah, it's it's going to be pretty much its own separate thing. Um. I couldn't find out more on this super game. I'm guessing that's just kind of like a project title, not like one thing specific, but like, I guess how they're generalizing their entire endeavor. Uh, so with Sega teaming up with Microsoft, that could be honestly promising because it's a partnership, not a buyout. Microsoft doesn't own Sega. They're working with Sega. So I don't see Microsoft bad choices hurting and affecting Sega the way we, f- we kind of feel would happen. Because being in a partnership, Sega could be like, you know, all right, you're not holding up your end of the deal. We're out. And that would hurt Microsoft and not Sega. Um, But Sega teaming up with Microsoft might be more beneficial for Microsoft. I'm starting to feel like like Microsoft got rejected really hard by by Sony. Pretty (laughs) recently. So they're like trying to make it up. And they went back and went, well, who's in my league? (laughs) Who who wants to work with us? Maybe I was reaching. Uh, but that's I, a possibility. But I, j- jokes aside, though, I do. It is really interesting. And it's, you know, the future of cloud gaming. I'm I don't you know, I'm definitely new to this. I'm still learning about it. Um, I haven't personally gotten into it a lot, but it is interesting to me. I like the concept behind it. Um, so I am like really interested to see what's going to happen here as this unfolds. Yeah, I, I feel it could be a good promise. Maybe Sega could steer Microsoft in a positive direction with gaming. Um, I feel Microsoft is trying to really strong arm the industry and bully their way in, which is funny because they don't really need to do that. They've already been an integral part of, you know, gaming. Um, but I will say for the North American market, mostly. I think what they're trying to do is now establish themselves globally, but they're trying to make up for lost time. Uh, and they're, you know, Sega could be that that segue that they need to appeal to the, the global market. 
And um, it's, a, it's, it's such a smart move for Sega, not just for cloud gaming, but for future potential consoles in general, because this is a great opportunity for Sega to make a comeback. Yeah. In, in, in was, the console yeah, I was gonna... concept, like, like you were saying, uh, they, they, they tried to work something out in the past and Microsoft said no to creating a console together. Ima- imagine Xbox Dreamcast. That'd be crazy. It almost was a thing. Bet it sells. Right, because like I feel like ever pretty much everybody knows both Microsoft and Sega. So the fact that you know they're gonna try and partner up and see what they can do, I think it'll be good. Hopefully, like Itachi said, I think Sega will help guide Microsoft in the right way, so that they can actually make something work. Make right, something and, and work. they may not yeah. have you know they may have they may have got, gotten out of the console business, but they've been in the gaming business for decades. So you know, they know what they're doing. And, you know, it, it, it's definitely a smart move for Microsoft to maybe step back and go, OK, maybe I should stop trying to buy everything out and, <laughs> and get a mentor here. Maybe I should That's stop how trying I'm to looking epic. at it. I'm looking at this as them partnering with a gaming mentor. Yeah, that's definitely for sure, in my opinion. I, I And I think someone at Microsoft was like, hey, we kind of need help on this. So let's. Let's uh, let's actually get our heads out of our ass and and get some some help on this. So uh, before we shift topics, I just want to know what would your guys' hopes be from this partnership? Like, what do you hope comes of this partnership? For me personally, I would love to see a Sega console or a Sega based, you know, gaming PC. That would be awesome, in my personal opinion. I, I think the the game the the the, the PC concept's a bit of a stretch because that. I think it'd be, I, I know what you're saying and what you're getting at, but uh, the console concept sounds absolutely amazing. And that's actually one of the first things I thought about too. And you know, how many, you know, Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox one, what are we on now? Xbox. S series S five, nine, three, two, six. Yeah. Series X. Super, I, think. Yeah, series I, X. I don't know, but, but we're running out of names and numbers here. PlayStation kept it <laughs> no, simple, you know, one, two, no, three, four, five. <laughs> Xbox Dreamcast. I already did it for you, Microsoft. I already did the work for you. Dreambox. There you go. Dreambox. I don't know. Uh, that sounds no, kind of kinky. Uh, <laughs> kinky sells. <laughs> kinky sells. What Mom, think, can Karen? I get a? <laughs> um. To be honest, I Dreambox. <laughs> to be honest, I don't think I know much about sega to know like what they offer and things like that because i don't think i had anything sega growing up you you had like nintendo stuff didn't you yeah like yeah we had yeah we had the n64 and then it jumped to the wii like we never had like xbox or playstation so um I don't know. It, for cloud gaming, I think cloud gaming is going to be really, really, really good in general. So if they can get something together that can make it work better than the other competitors, I think it'll be good because, I mean, I don't, I haven't had Sega, but I know that it is a good brand. All I know is with this partnership, if, they, <coughs> if, if Sega starts busting out some games, maybe they make a console together, I better see... A Vector Man reboot. Oh my god, that was one of my favorite Sega games. 
growing up was vector. That game was unnecessarily difficult. Did you, do you remember playing in Itachi? You, you, you want people to suffer. That's what I'm hearing. I want people to <laughs> suffer. And I don't want, I want it to be the same. You can't save. You want Nothing was to worse than, than, than working your ass off and that playing over and over and over. And you get so far and you run out of those four or five lives and your guy, your rock guy blows to pieces and it's, it says game over and it really is game it's over. Really like game just, over. just give up for a month. Cause yep. <laughs> yep. Basically. Basically. So, but yeah, that was such a fun game to me. Vector Man 1 and Vector Man 2, man. I'd love to see a reboot, reboot of that. So, guys, let us know your thoughts. Hit us up in the Discord or check it out on the uh, website. Send us an email, gammagames.com. That is games with a Z. Let us know what you think about the Sega and Microsoft partnership. Is it a good idea? Is it a bad idea? If you think it's a good idea, let us know what you hope to see. If you think it's a bad idea, let us know. We'd love to hear your comments. So, moving on. All right. Pretty much the meat of the conversation, which is probably going to take up the rest of the podcast. Let's talk about Facebook and the metaverse. Now, before we dive into this, I do have to clarify something that I recently learned today. Compliments of the DTNS podcast and uh, a little bit of research Facebook will not be changing its name, despite what has been going on on Facebook, which I guess proves the point of Facebook putting out false information even on itself. That's what happens when you leave it in the hands of your community. We'll call it misleading. Misleading. Because that's what they'll say. They'll be like, yeah. it was it came off misleading. Um, Facebook will still be Facebook, to be clear. Metaverse is now the parent company of Facebook. So whereas Facebook was kind of the parent company of everything under it, Facebook will no longer be the parent company. It will simply be a branch of Meta. So it's kind of like when Google created Alphabet in 2015. It's pretty much the same thing. Um, only this what? time. Well, yeah, yeah. The Google's parent company is Alphabet. What? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. Google's parent company is Alphabet. It's not just Google. Google is under Alphabet. You ever notice how sometimes when they change the background of their search engine, uh, there's been a few times where they have Alphabet letters all over the background. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. why. I know. It's like unfathomable belief a juggernaut like Google is under. Owned. Owned. Yeah, owned, basically. I mean, it's I still there. You just, you just <laughs> destroyed her mind. Mine I live under mind. a rock. I'm There's sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the first people, like what? Most of on? any information that I learn, it, it it's it's from these guys now. I. <laughs> That's what we're here for. We read the news so you don't have to. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you guys, you know, being being you know just open here, Sailor Lion. Shout out to him. Because he does a lot of uh, work for us uh, as far as uh, uh, when news comes out of stuff and we're busy in our own lives. And he posts them in our Discord in our news section. So, you know, if you guys want to keep up with stuff as fast as we do sometimes, you know, definitely check out our Discord on our on our website and you know, keep up with it. Because it's he puts stuff on there every day. He puts, he puts juicy stuff on there, especially on Tuesdays, which is podcast and recording day. So 
That's when he's he's his happiest. I think that's when he's usually <laughs> off. And he's loading it up. Well, he's he's really te- like into technology. Yeah, he's and very I'll Google some of this stuff that he like puts out. I'm like, how is he just finding this? this? Like, <laughs> like none of this stuff is just coming across me, but he's finding them and from reliable resources. And I'm yep. like, what the? So yeah, basically, uh, the metaverse will be the parent company of Facebook. Um, and it's funny because a lot of people are describing this as wallpaper over old paint because this is coming out amidst the time of Facebook being under a lot of scrutiny um, and controversy because they just recently had their whistleblower. And it's like right after they are getting hammered for, you know, not having uh, great security features and reducing, you know, uh, hate media and other issues on their platform. Um and, you know, once again, having the whistleblower come out, they're suddenly saying, hey, by the way, uh, we're going to become something completely different. So it's kind of like like they're kind of pushing Facebook into a corner and they're like kind of separating it from everything. It's like we still have it because we kind of have to. But meta <laughs> and that's kind of well, what they're doing right now. I, you know, I was reading on 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 some some stuff today about about everything going on with Facebook and, and uh, some statistics with people that use Facebook. And over the past 10 years, uh, the amount of young people, uh, mainly 25 and, and, and younger, who use Facebook or have a Facebook account has dropped from approximately, I, I say approximately because I don't remember the exact number, just like the, you know, like the, the kind of the digit it was in about 70% down to, it was like 23% over the past 10 years. And, and it's, it's actually interesting that you bring that up because apparently metaverse, as they're calling it, um, its focus uh, is set on younger users, but the flip side is at the cost of older users, um, possibly to combat TikTok because that number you're seeing is the people leaving Facebook, but they're going over to TikTok. That's exactly the mm-hmm. point I was going to I was going to get to because a couple people at work today brought up the uh, the metaverse thing. And I said I, I basically said that same thing. I said, <clears throat> you, you got to think about it like this. What is the most popular thing right now? It's TikTok. Instagram is still popular. Uh, you know, YouTube is holding its own. But but the game of social media is changing and Facebook has not changed. And they ha- and they have to start keeping up with the younger crowd. And I made this point, and it sounds messed up, but if Facebook were to not change their algorithm, their their method, the way they do business, right, that percentage of younger people wouldn't change. It would continue to just be the older people. Eventually, those older people are going to die. I'm just saying like that. I mean, if, I mean you're if, not like, wrong. Approximately yeah. 70%, you know, I'll go there, you know, <laughs> and if that's small over, you know, so ultimately down the road, X amount of time is going to go by and Facebook's not even going to exist anymore. So they have to adapt and change. So I'm glad mm-hmm. you <clears throat> described it the way you did, because do you know, that you pretty much just gave kind of a definition of, have you ever heard of the innovator's dilemma? No. So there's a, there's a book out. Um, I can't remember the author's name off the top of my head, but it's pretty much, ah, Clayton Christensen. 
um, is the author of the book called Innovator's Dilemma. And basically it describes what you were just explaining. And I'll give you guys the definition for anyone listening who wants to know what Innovator's Dilemma is. Innovator's Dilemma is outstanding companies can do everything right and still lose their market leadership or even fail as new unexpected competitors rise and take over the market. This is broken down into two parts, value of innovation and incumbent size deals. Larger companies have expectations to create and improve on their product and deliver in high yearly sales. This in turn prevents them from noticing smaller companies creating new trends and products as they don't have that same large scale demand on them and they can focus on their venture. That is TikTok. TikTok came out of nowhere. It was something new. It was something fresh. It was something small. So it had the time to just focus on its craft. It it could not get distracted because it only had one purpose, one goal. Something like Facebook that has been around for years has to constantly improve on what made them popular. And every year they have to do something to keep it appealing. The demand is higher. The demand for fresh, new, you know, to keep that market. So they don't notice when new trends arise, typically until it's too late. Because in the case of Facebook, they were busy making, you know, WhatsApp and Instagram and all of their little apps every year more and more popular to keep investors happy, to keep the consumers happy. But at the same time, they could not watch the competition like TikTok that saw what formula they had, saw that people wanted something fresh and new and had time to build on it and then bring it out. And then everyone went, ooh, shiny. And they went over there. So now Facebook is scrambling to bring those people back and they have to not only combat the new popular trend, but still maintain what they've already established to keep their current consumer base happy. But it seems like it seems like good old Mark uh, is starting to feel like (laughs) he's he's kind of feeling like, you know what? Forget the older people. (laughs) Young people is where it's at. So, well, I mean, in a sense, I mean, yeah, from a business perspective, he's not wrong. Um, I'm just hoping that it's I feel that they're doing too much too fast now. They're in a rush. Um, They're in a Mm. rush to bury everything that's, you know, got them in hot water. They're in a rush to bring out this metaverse, which is pretty much a totally virtual and augment reality experience. So for anyone who wants a little more detail on it, it's to bring virtual reality, augmented reality, and all social media under one banner. It's supposed to be an interactive universe per se. Internet interactive universe. So leading us more into Wally. Leading us more into Wally, yeah. Basically. I, I just think of that episode of Adventure Time when Finn first found uh the humans and they were all in the pods and they were all hooked up to virtual reality living that life instead of roaming around because everything else was considered unsafe mm. so they lived in those pods lived in the fake world and interacted however they wanted to while the machine like kept them alive i mean we're gonna get to that point that's i feel that's <laughs> it's inevitable. disturbing it's what disturbing. was, what was the second part of this dilemma um well so the Hold on. Actually, I I have to pull it up. I have it here. So, yeah, value of innovation and incumbent size deal. So, yeah, those are the two right there. 
Uh, the incumbent has the luxury luxury of a huge customer set by high expectations of yearly sales. New entry generation products find niches away from the incumbent customer set to build the new product. The new entry companies do not require the yearly sales of the incumbent and thus have more time to focus on innovative at, uh, and smaller venture. But the value of innovation is basically the improving a product takes time and many iterations. So basically, every time Facebook comes out with something and they throw it at the wall, hope it sticks, it doesn't, then they go back to the drawing board. And because people are expecting something, they have to deliver something. And that's the problem because right now we're a generation where we want it now, instant. Well, and that's, that's what TikTok provides is every, every time you slide, you see a new exciting video that's funny or interesting or whatever it is. And now then let you me just interact you, with people. How long will that last? Uh, how long did Vine last? Exactly. Vine was the TikTok for like the early to mid 2000s. Yeah. And there's, there's younger people now, like in their early 20s, even at, at my job that I, I talk to about this stuff sometimes. And Every single one of them have told me that they even liked Vine better. It's just history repeats itself and we're in a phase where it's it's in a constant state of recycling. Right now, TikTok is the new Vine. By, I would say, 2025, people will be like, TikTok who? TikTok what? It'll die down. It'll die down. Oh, yeah. Only the, you know, most loyal will, you know, still be using it because whatever comes out new that may have been a trend for us back in once again, the early 2000s, it'll come back, it'll get revived, and then people will jump on that. Everybody wants something fresh, something new. And that's part of the dilemma because somebody has to, when, when you get that, they got to constantly provide it. So TikTok eventually will face the innovator's dilemma because people are going to go, okay, I know everyone makes a challenge. If, eventually everything will get generalized. People will make a challenge on TikTok. People do it. Yay. Everybody gets thousands of views. Oh, this person's doing that. Yay. Like, okay, next. And then you, So when's you, MySpace getting... Like revived my space getting revived. <laughs> well, that, that's I what mean. I was about to say is what, what is Facebook right now? It literally is the, when you look at the page of Facebook and you're, you're on where you can write and see other people's stuff. It's a copy paste of what MySpace was. It mm -hmm. just looks mm -hmm. better and it hasn't really changed over the past, you know, several years or really. At I all. mean, I wouldn't say it looks better cause you could design on, on MySpace and you can make your page all pretty. But I think Facebook you can't do that on Facebook. And I think Facebook dumbed it down because people, as time went by, to be honest, we got lazy. We got lazy even wanting oh, yeah. to design our own pages. We just wanted, yeah. uh, let me just throw it up here, throw a status. I'm good. Yay. Mm -hmm. You know, Facebook. I remember you know, when Facebook came out, like begging my parents. I was, I was young. I don't even know. And I'm like, can I please have a Facebook? I'll give you guys the password and everything so you can go on and check it all the time. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I remember that. And now how often do you actually go on your Facebook? <laughs> exactly. Never. The only, Never. the only things I see on Facebook, like like besides like maybe some promotional stuff, uh, maybe there's a couple of like people posting stuff about them traveling. But most of the stuff I see on Facebook, and it's the reason I really don't get on it or, or use it at all for anything, is Toxicity. people people just, especially now, like fighting and arguing, and, and it's so hateful. And the posts, I'm like, I used to, I used to, like talk to that person, and, like in real life, like what, what have these people become, you know? And it's yeah, so the the changes are needed. And I'm, 
I, I think a lot of the changes they're making aren't, they're not just because of the things that like the hot water they've been in, but even the word meta that they're using it's immediately new. resonates with me as a gamer mm-hmm. as you want to use this because it is the meta. It is number one. It's, it's the better weapon. It's the better tool to have to win. I do have to say kudos. I know people are making fun of the name, but they probably don't understand the Greek meaning behind the word meta. Meta is Greek for beyond. So the double meaning, I got to give kudos to, you know, Mark and his team. I'm pretty sure, you know, he had a team coming like, hey, we got to come with something. That's that's a clever name, because like you said, as a gamer, it it resonates and it resonates with us specifically for those reasons you stated. And then it can resonate exploding right now over the past year and a half. Yeah. Gaming, Gaming, younger people, streaming. And it can mm-hmm. still resonate with, you know, your intellectuals because people who know what the word meta means, they're like, okay, so what's beyond? What are you going beyond? They're curious now too. So he's able to play both sides of the fence on a, on a bigger scale while still, yeah, he has his focus, but he's still able to be like, but we're doing things beyond. And like you said, with gaming, that's definitely a huge uh, focus in <clears throat> in meta but another thing is they're also trying to bring work and you know community and and education into the metaverse as well it's not just kind of like purely gaming focused anymore yes you know they're doing rebrandings and they're you know which me personally i'm not too keen on them renaming oculus <laughs> they're renaming I, oculus yes it's going to be the meta quest going to be renamed to the meta quest <laughs> I think the app is going to be renamed to meta oculus yeah i feel they should have just left that alone oculus was fine yeah but now yeah. they're going to rename it and they're working on another no. vr headset called like cambria i believe okay that's kind of that's fine yeah so they've got a lot of <laughs> a lot of stuff but if you actually visit the the site that you know when they're they're, they're for meta and read up on it. The first thing it says is connection is evolving. And so are we. And their mission statement is the metaverse is the next evolution of social connection. Our company's vision is to help bring the metaverse to life. So we're changing our name to reflect our commitment to this future. Um, and basically it's like, they, like I said, they want to bring all, all social media under one umbrella, basically. Um, you know, if you wanted to post something on Instagram, you could say you're in your VR. They're trying to get it to the point you you could be in your VR for hours on end and do everything you did on your cell phone. You want to post that Instagram post? Boom, you can do it in your VR. You need to have this meeting real quick. Switch from VR mode to augmented reality because, you know, they're already doing augmented reality glasses. They, they're already trying to accelerate us into this virtual world, which and technology is just getting it's 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 like, amazing. I love I love technology so much. I love everything that, it, that it's doing and has. But it's it's blowing. It's starting to blow my mind a little bit. Yeah. Like, and do I really want to be on a social media platform in ten years and it's a virtual reality world? I think of Digimon. You know, you play like the Digimon games. It's <laughs> they're you know what I mean. Like they're uploading into like this sort of we're getting there yeah. virtual world and that's where they're all hanging out and doing stuff yeah it, that's, it does gonna sound be like, cool but it's, it's also gonna like, be like we what the please don't unplug me while i'm there it's gonna be like it's gonna be like the we like when you would have like the little we parties with like all your characters like it's just gonna be us <laughs> but, you're, but you're actually there we're there 
I hope I don't look like that though. Like this little like. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The metaverse, you have full blown avatars. You you'll have your full fleshed out avatar. And speaking of that, a lot of people have like you know, of course, you know your your tech gurus have these concerns. Like, well, how do you keep catfish? People- <laughs> yeah, catfishing, stealing your avatar. Uh, there's a lot of security concerns, and <clears throat> Facebook's Digimon. answer to these concerns has been nothing. Every single one of this, all of this sounds like Digimon Sleuth. All of it. <laughs> Video games and sci-fi have inspired so much. A lot of people, I hate to burst some people's bubbles, but a lot of the stuff we have today was, was inspired by Star Trek. And Star. a lot of this stuff was inspired by ideas before they were even made. Things that were made as far back as the 1930s. Some of yeah. these books, these sci-fi books, 1930s and 40s. And if you guys want proof of this, there has never been really talk of holograms and what the metaverse is going to be is literally a hollow deck. If you do not believe me, go back and look at Star Trek, the next generation, which came out in the 80s to the early 90s and look at what a hollow deck was and then read what the metaverse is. The metaverse is literally (laughs) what Gene Roddenberry envisioned back in the 1980s, a whole virtual world that you can create to do whatever you want in. You know, like, you know, I'm sure you've you know been asked the question, like, would you want to live forever or, you know, and, and it no. sounds like a good idea, but ultimately, you know, it's a terrible idea. But a part of me really wants to, like, be able to stay alive long enough to see what is going to continue happening 50 years, 100 years from now, you know, just, like, just re- with technology, like, I want to know me every like 20 years. Let me keep my memories. See, the reason I wouldn't want to be around that long is because. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We are, everybody in every generation feels they are the superior generation. That's just how we program. I just want to say, I'm pretty sure the Aztecs (laughs) thought they were the pinnacle of technology. No, I'm just saying, because we still to this day can't figure out how they did some of the stuff they did. We they still were big can't, brain. We still can't figure out how the pyramids were made. And big all, brain. And, and all these tombs and, and the intricacies of them. We, with the modern technology, still cannot figure it out. We're not in Kara's weird corner yet. What are we doing? Big brain. Well, no, I'm just saying, because <laughs> this, is, this, is my, this is my little, you know, my little wander here. His, his, his. I'm about to Everything grab my tinfoil hat. Everywhere. Are we doing this? <laughs> Are we doing it? Because I'll all, do this. All I wanted to say is 
we still to this day cannot completely we do, hypothesize how it's done, but no do, one can give a definite answer. Do, do you have a tinfoil hat next to you? It looked like genuinely, he, grabbed, he, he looked like he grabbed his tinfoil hat. It looked like he really grabbed a tinfoil hat. I know. I got, oh me? Oh no! Yeah, I, you. I, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna make one, and I'm gonna start keeping it <laughs> right next to me. Because I swear, I swear, I heard like a little crinkle when you put your hand off to the side, and I was like, uh. "That's just what my body sounds like when I move." <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm just thinking that if our civilization collapsed again, and these are great civilization civilizations before. Empires like have me come, now. risen and fallen. We might, you know, eventually reset the clock. You know, we think we're at the pinnacle. It can't get any better. And then things collapse. Like I said, I'm pretty sure those generations thought, hey, we're at the pinnacle. Things are great. And then it collapsed somewhere and nobody can explain it. I feel that especially if we do get space travel, that is probably what's going to happen. It's just going to fade from memory. This, this in-between will just fade and people won't know. <laughs> they're going to try to remember and they're, they're not going to know. We're going to be in Dude, history books. Yeah. If, are we about to start talking about some like Graham Hancock type stuff? No, that, dude, no, that was just my little, you know, you that was my little way lay there. That was he's my like little... an archaeologist, but he hangs on the edge of fringe <laughs> science. And uh, he's written tons of books and a ton of research and papers that a lot of them get like debated with archaeologists and shoved to the side, but he's very open-minded about past civilizations and, you know, restarting over and stuff. So you started talking about that stuff. And I know we're talking about the metaverse and Facebook, but you went there and that's the first thing that popped in my mind. He sounds like a great guy. I, I, I get really <laughs> into that stuff. Not, not cause I necessarily, you know, believe everything I hear uh, or get sucked into conspiracy theories, but I, I do find them fascinating and I am open-minded. Yeah, I, I just want to, I just like to explore different aspects that don't get talked about generally, you know, because things like the metaverse, people, they'll, they'll just focus on what's happening in the here and now. The key to a so happy much. marriage, everybody. <laughs> what? Being open to explore. The joke went over y'all's head. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anywho. Uh, uh, <laughs> I couldn't hear him. Warner's I was having technical it. difficulties at, earlier. And they they have gone to his brain as well. <laughs> it's been a long day at work. <laughs> but I just feel like, you know, thinking of these varying possibilities is definitely a needed thing because, for example, we've got Elon Musk who wants to work on AI technology and get us to Mars and all these things. And I was sitting here and I was thinking, I was like, we're being set up to the point where how my train of thought worked. I literally figured out how they would, and I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I just figured out how they could wind up shutting down, uh, you know, manned factories. Oh yeah. And but that'll happen. And, and we're heading to that because, you know, these AIs, you will have machines building machines. And then with things like the metaverse, you would plug into work and just man the machine. You would just man the maintenance from your augmented reality, from your virtual space. I'm, I'm going to argue that. I'm going to argue against that. Uh, I mean, I know where you're you getting know how at, nice but that would be. AI is just going <laughs> to take over. AI is just going to take over all that. When I was working at the Walmart distribution center back like seven, eight years ago, uh, before I became a nurse, they were already replacing us with automated machines. And that was like 
before the past several years of like the like the larger explosion of AI and robotics. So, yeah, and that I, was me positively thinking that we would still be viable. No. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't even get me. I'm not even going to get into what I think civilization is ultimately going to turn into and what society is going to have to be forced to choose over the next hundred years when it comes to everyone not being able to work and, and AI taking over everything and all that stuff. Like I have so many thoughts on that. That's a, that's another podcast. You see how the metaverse has opened up this can of worms. Where else would you get this? But the, the GZ chop chop. I couldn't even say our name. <laughs> the G- we're, cha- it, we're doing a name change. It's like a fucking Muppet. <laughs> I was going to say, who knows? Continued on the after dark episode. Yeah. If you guys, yeah. Cause this is a, this is a conversation that could get extremely in depth. So I let us know your thoughts on it. Hit us up on the website. Gamma games, Dot com. Hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash gamma games. Let us know what you think of the metaverse. Um, that entire thing could be a podcast in of itself. Maybe we'll do a special one and put it on the uh, put it on the Patreon. But we would love to get hear your guys' thoughts. Do you think that Facebook is biting off more than it can chew? Do you think this could be a game changer? Definitely let us know. We would love to hear from you about it. So next topic. <clears throat> Still on Facebook, but <laughs> but this came out today. <laughs> so we're still on Facebook, still on just Facebook, a teeny bit the, different. But the topic is a little bit different. He's giving us subtopics, man. It's a subtopic to, to, to the bigger topic. No, but uh, facial recognition he, will be. That was the most Facebook. professional way. To, I'm sorry, Tachi. That was the most professional way to tell us to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that. Go ahead. Just whatever. Go ahead, man. <laughs> it was so, for me too. It was for me yeah, too. Yeah, he's the one who started it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so okay, so is the facial recognition like the 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 fact that Facebook can look at a photo and be like, here, do you want to tag these people? Yes. Okay. So Thank the, God. Yeah. So they are completely removing that. Probably for the reason Kara said, thank God. Um, a lot of people took issue with it originally. I know personally, I never liked it because it would be like so-and-so tagged you on something. And sometimes I wouldn't even be in it, <laughs> but something, I guess someone would look like me. That's. <laughs> I'm just that's... That a racial profile. Yeah. I'm serious. I can't tell you how many times it's happened to me. That sounds. So I always took issue with it. That's it. Facebook is canceled. (laughs) Racially profiling the Tachi. So. Wow. Yeah. Personally. And I usually try not to. I used to. I think I stopped tagging people in pictures like before I graduated high school. Because then I started realizing like, ah, this is. It's annoying. It's annoying. I I have it blocked. Like I have to approve it. I have it. Same. Yeah. But that's because I have a lot of family on my Facebook and I don't want them knowing what I'm doing. I'm not even friends with my family. But it'll be a huge issue if I were to delete them. I don't want to get racially profiled anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you'll do better in in Metaverse Beyond. Mine's just having a Jewish family. It's fine. (laughs) 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 
But yeah, they're doing away with it's the facial true. recognition. Oh, oh man. <clears throat> if I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Are they so, going to do away with uh, I broke conveniently them. accurate ads that pop up after I have specific conversations out loud with no. other people? So technically, Facebook already has uh, done that. So part of what. Bullshit. So here's when? the thing. Because <clears throat> I'm still getting un like like ridiculously accurate relevant that, ads even i have that option turned off i know the option you're talking about like do you want to see relevant ads or whatever yeah because i instagram has it too but i have those turned off but it's not and i still got do Facebook you want a virtual girlfriend and i'm like i know i'm single bro <laughs> you don't you don't have to sit here and tell me how much i should be ashamed of myself it's because of that bumble account you made for the business that was a i thought it was funny <laughs> But I also was like, oh, Karen it was a bad know. idea. It was a bad, a bad idea. Yeah. So Warner's decided Why? to make a Bumble account for the business because apparently they have a business. They have section. a business thing, like a business. Like, uh-huh. so Bumble has. Yeah, how thing? does that conversation go? Hey, uh, I'm a VP at Gamut Games. Can I get your number? <laughs> this is what happened <laughs> three days ago. I like your logo. <laughs> I would I love like to shapes. work together sometime. <laughs> Let me defend myself. <laughs> Bumble Bumble has dating BFF, which I guess like if you just want to meet friends, which to me that just sounds like you want to same thing. Like I don't know. And then um, BFF they have biz. better fuck friends, right? I don't know, but I didn't use that. I used I I checked out the biz. Right? It said biz business, um. and I was like the fuck out of here and i ch- i checked it out and there was I, I i made one like not like it wasn't super in-depth like it was kind of like basically what we do and kind of like what we're looking for mm-hmm. and uh dude like over the next less than 24 hours the, my inbox was more full than a year on trying to date with on bumble like it was insane like <laughs> it was it was wild and uh I went through them like I was, you know, I'm like, this is this is research for the business. <laughs> and you but wonder it, why I gave you so much crap about it. And I quickly <clears throat> came to the conclusion that most of it, if not all of it, was scam artists. Like, I'm not stupid. Duh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm not stupid. But I was just trying to like, what can I do outside the box? to promote the business and, and, and reach out, maybe, maybe reach out and, and connect with someone else well, that we could collaborate with. Like that was just like my thought process. Very bad decision. Are you going to make a Tinder account next? No, I'll never stoop that. <laughs> Did low. you learn your lesson? I learned my lesson. You're going to make, going to make him swipe left <laughs> or right. I promise it got deleted fairly quickly. <laughs> when he told me that I was like, why? <laughs> why i was exploring oh, all our options i'm sure you were <laughs> <laughs> what did we learn wow gaming games on bumble ladies and gentlemen <laughs> bring a bring a date over i thought you said you owned a business <laughs> i do <laughs> in this shitty apartment there's my studio <laughs> yeah but yeah, facial recognition going out. The Anywho, window. yeah, <laughs> that's not what was not the direction I was trying to go. Just so the audience knows, I typically don't, you know, let orders wander 
Uh, he got loose this time. <laughs> he let the he back went door off and open. did his own thing this time. I couldn't. I couldn't catch him before it was too late. At least I was honest. <laughs> After the fact, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had already done it. It was already out there. It got too weird too quick, man. I, I was like, man, this, this is weird. Like, so did my, you screenshot anything? No, 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 I didn't. I didn't. Damn. I didn't. But it, it was getting weird, man. I was like, uh, this isn't what I imagined. Pop, any, like, I'm just I waiting for when we're on a talk show one day and someone has done the thing. And I was like, so we heard that when you guys had first started, you created a Bumble account? <laughs> I'm not uh, saying anything. I'm looking right at you. I'll lose my shit, dude. I will. I will probably just start laughing. Like, fuck. No. I'll, I'll look right. I'll look right in the camera, and I'll go. There are certain things in the past that uh, I might have done that could have been hurtful to other hosts in my business, and uh, you know, I I'm not proud of those them. And they do not I reflect GZ. <laughs> My I'm actions do not <laughs> reflect speak for everybody. Jeezy as a whole. <laughs> I can't deal with you. Oh my god. But yeah. Um <clears throat> so yeah, yeah, Facebook like I said, Facebook was pretty much a a highlight all around. Also, if you guys are on the stock market, keep an eye on uh your your I don't it's not gonna affect your shares. I'm just saying if you're thinking of buying some stock in Facebook, it will not be Facebook. They're going to change it as of December 1st to Meta. So the tag for it will change from Facebook to Meta. So <clears throat> make sure you keep your eyes on that. Those Meta stocks. That's, that has a good ring to it, though. Meta yeah, stocks, I bought yeah. some Meta stocks. They definitely are. Uh, they're definitely knowing how to appeal to to uh, to, to gamers. The, the gaming industry right now is at its yeah. highest. It's at war. It's, it's always at war. I would go it's as gaming. far as to say as gaming is determining at least it is a tech, battleground. It's determining the direction we are taking with how we consume media and how we deal with each other. It's it's shaping our future in more ways than we even realize. Um because a lot of the stuff that's coming out is stuff that's been in video games, been in sci-fi. This is it's just becoming a reality and accessible to the average consumer, which I do. <clears throat> this is just me on a, my little rant. I'm wondering who they think is going to be able to buy all this stuff when it comes out. There's still some rant. Like, like, where do you think everyone rant. Has, the, <laughs> has the money for this stuff? Everyone did just quit their jobs in the country. So who's going to be buying all this stuff when it when it comes out that they're trying to make accessible to everybody? Nobody's going to have the, the, <laughs> the rest of the world's looking at us like, damn, America, <laughs> they're in, they couldn't get their infection under control. They're like a big fat STD right now. And then everybody just apparently last week said, fuck this and quit their jobs. <laughs> they're having a midlife crisis. <laughs> we don't know what we want to do right now. Little manic behavior going on over there in, in, in that country. Yeah, we, Sounds about right. We are definitely all over the place. <sighs> all right, I promise to get us off of, off of Facebook. So what do you guys say we roll into uh, 
<clears throat> to the pod decks question of the week. Before we roll into the pod deck question of the week, though, once again, let us know your guys' thoughts. Are you happy that Facebook recognition is going away? Let us know in the Discord. Hit us up on Patreon, Discord, Twitter, pretty much anywhere. You can find all of that on our website, gamingandgames.com. That is games with a Z. So let us know. All right. Poddex question of the week. And I even tried to find a good one, a simple one, easy one. But uh, question of the week is what's something you'll spend time doing no matter what? So I got to, is it something that I wish that I could be doing no matter what? I think as long as it's something you would do no matter what, it counts. Whether you can do it or she takes a question, she's like, we're going to hype a we're going like, to make this a hypothetical. Sleep. Because that's not something I get enough of. So, like, if I could sleep, I would spend all of my time sleeping. <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel like, I don't know why, I feel like I was Kara's way of being like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Man. No, but it's true. Nobody I on the show sleep. wants to be here. Apparently, I love everyone sleep. shut up and get off now. I want to sleep. But okay, no, I'm not gonna lie, that's not the answer I was expecting. She's a tired working mom, like, she's I understand. I'm tired, um, but now if it's something that like I do on a normal basis that I that I'll spend time doing no matter what. I could be selfish and say gaming, or I could be a, you know, I could say spending time with my family. Which side you want? <laughs> okay. Uh, out of the three, if you had to pick one. My family. Oh, you're better than me. She's probably <laughs> the only wholesome one. Man, if, I'd say I, I, if I could choose to do anything I wanted, that was a question, right? And anything I wanted with my free time? Yeah, pretty much. If you could, you know, constantly do something, uh, what's something you'll spend time doing no matter what? Uh, probably watch an anime. Mm-hmm. If I had to choose between like anime and gaming, I, I would probably choose anime. I'm kind of in that same wavelength, honestly. Um... I, f- I mean, I fucking love anime. I do. Like, I, I watch anime more than I watch anything else. And, you know, I, ca- I, you know, I'm, <laughs> I was waiting for Kara. Hold on, Kara. I got you. It's <laughs> probably why my Bumble account didn't work out. I love anime. Crickets, <laughs> fucking crickets. Yeah. yeah. Anywho, you, you were saying, you know, but th- I I can relate to that because anime pulls you. No matter the kind of day you're having, you could be having a crap day, play video games, and still feel like crap. But for some reason, you could have a crap day. At least for me personally, you have a crap day. Go watch an anime, and for those hours, you it's all gone. It's just, you know, there are so many good animes that their storylines and the character development is so good and so intense and so great at pulling you in 
there have been animes like there have been moments that have like built up over like uh, you know a couple seasons and something will happen and i feel it like you know i the first time i watched uh uh naruto uh whenever he finally saved the village he he saved the village from pain and all his life he just wanted to be recognized that's all he wanted to do was be noticed because he he grew up alone nobody cared about him he was ignored and then all of a sudden all the attention was on him and people loved him and they you know they're like hey everyone you know everyone is looking at you right now you people love you and he like realized that and he got like you know he he was like, like so happy that he was able to bring the village together and save the village and be noticed and and feel accomplished and I like I dude I teared up. Oh, I and I enemies do yeah. that to me. Like there are yeah. enemies that do that to me. The emotional pull that enemies can have is amazing and they can tell such detailed stories in 12 episodes that real shows spend seasons trying to achieve. They can do in 12 episodes and then at the end you're like, "No, there's more, right? There's more." Yep. And it's like, "No, that's it." That is the end. And they and a lot of them, they don't pull their punches. You know, they don't they don't care if you left upset, angry, happy. They're they told the story how they wanted to tell it and they ended it how they intended to end it. And it's such an immersive world that where the anime ends, the mangas may continue and it keeps you invested. There's whole universes established such you know, emotional intrigue and, and you, you feel connected in a way to these characters. And I always try to tell you, they're like, I don't know why there's such a stigma against anime where people like you say, anime like, uh, and like, they don't even give it a, a, a chance. I, I feel like they compare anime to American cartoons. Mm-hmm. And they it's do. like, that's not, that's not anime. Like, yeah, it's, you know, there's a there's a huge difference. A lot of anime is catered to an older and more mature audience type. You cannot compare it to the American mainstream uh, cartoon cartoons. They are two completely different things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if people gave it a chance and actually watched and paid attention to the story. I also feel that the thing is a lot of people, they don't like to be able to have to multitask. Yeah, they don't, you know, they don't granted, have to read. Yeah. So it pull, it feels like it pulls them out of the experience. So instead of just saying, I can't keep up with it and I don't want to do that, they just say it's, you know, they just go, uh, to not admit to themselves that they're probably the problem. <laughs> but you know what? Okay, so here's my thing. So like, whether I was watching anime or now that I am, I mean, I don't watch much TV right now, but like K-dramas, like I always watch them subbed just because I enjoy them much more with the original language. Mm-hmm. But you don't realize how much of that language you actually pick up watching that. Mm-hmm. That is true. Like genuinely. And it's more like you start hearing words over and over and over. And you're just like, oh, wait, <laughs> I know what that word is. Yeah. Like what? From just watching different K dramas and stuff like I've picked up little habits that I do now and I'll do them without thinking. And it just comes out. It, it, 
I did yep. pick up it's a hat. People work are like, you, you know, Daniel, you, you got to take a Spanish class. And I'm like, do they have anime? That <laughs> 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 ain't wanna... happening. But I can I, I, bring a Japanese patient in here. I, I can get by a little bit. The one habit I grew out of it uh, that I did pick up from anime, mainly because Naruto run. No, I I actually <laughs> never picked up the Naruto run. I actually never picked up the Naruto now, run. But he's never he's never watched Naruto. But I was watching him run like last weekend, and he does the Naruto run. You all you need is one person to do it, and for some reason, it seems aerodynamically better. <laughs> but he's you know who was doing the Naruto run Naruto. before Naruto? But you just see him now. And but he just goes, and I'm just like, it makes you run faster. Psychologically, <laughs> think back. Who was doing the Naruto run before Naruto? Android nineteen when he was trying to get the fuck away from Vegeta. <laughs> oh yeah, he was. He's the originator of the Naruto, the Naruto run. run in the early nineties before Naruto. I Dude, but out. you know what? That's like a generic ninja run in anime, though. Well, he got fucked Because up. think about it. Do you really want to see how serious would you take a ninja running on rooftops? <laughs> I like, like <laughs> the air. The arms going gone. up and down. <laughs> running perfectly erect. Right okay, there. but what, what's, the, what's the habit you've picked up? Um, so I actually have two habits. That you don't do it. Uh, one habit I still do to this day. I never could break it. But the habit I did break was the Dragon Ball Z power up. When I was a kid. And I'm glad I broke it because ever since I saw that YouTube video of the kid that <laughs> he was going super saiyan and I realized how ridiculous it looked, I was like, I am so glad I got out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would you literally when like I get mad, I wouldn't say anything. And it was bad enough. I was the quiet kid. So, <laughs> so oh, it was Jesus. bad. <laughs> standing, you know, stand for him. <sighs> It sounds like you're trying to shit yourself. <laughs> That's what I was Fates, like. Forehead veins. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized, like, I'm so glad I grabbed it. But the one thing I still do to this day, and I don't know why, it brings me an odd, I guess you could say, comfort. And I actually take pride in it. I can weave certain hand signs. Oh, like uh, uh, jutsu hand signs. Yeah, jutsu hand signs. I think I, that's pretty cool. Have you seen I, the TikTok videos of the people that can do them? Like they're freaking, they're doing them real fast. And I've been I'm learning like, lately how to do the one-handed ones. I've got a few of them, a few memorized, and I still can I still can do them. Don't worry, I'll play the nerd sound effect for myself after I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tosh, I'm gonna tell you, if but, some like, dude was coming at me and he stopped and started like doing this, I I'm like, nah. I got the heart. He said the guy started hitting his knee and shaking his leg. He was like, nope, I'm good. I'm out. I was like, you know, I would probably mm -mm. back up from someone. There's this cartoon someone drew, and it was like these two guys, they were doing a boxing match. And the guy started saying Kamehameha. And the guy was like, the next panel, he's like, look, <laughs> I know you can't, but I don't want to fuck around and find out if he could. <laughs> Oh my god! And that's See, mine are, my habits are vocal habits, which I feel like might be a little bit worse. Because like I'll drop something or I'll do something. I'll miss. I, I do it a lot in video games. Oh my god! Holy shit! That was good. 
my god! Get those pin signs for like. I don't hey, don't that. be doing that in Philly, man. Those cops might misinterpret that shit. <laughs> to fucking pull you over. Uh, that's why I've been practicing the one-handed ones. <laughs> Anywho, um. Kara's the only normal on the show. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm qualified to be normal. Um, but I do it a lot in like video games. I heard that. <laughs> yeah. He thought he thought he said it quietly. <laughs> Not quiet enough. <laughs> Um, I'll do it a lot in like video games or like if I drop something or if I forget something or if I do something, I'll go ice. Ice. Which is kind of like You do do that. I do. I do. And then when I get angry or something, like a lot a lot of times in video games, or like if I do something, I'll I'll call whatever whatever happened, I'll I'll say shibar, which is pretty much like fuck in Korean. That's that's the and Korean so, and- habit. They've That's come out. <laughs> I Man, I remember when I you were doing those, when you were doing those streams and, and Discord, sharing it, and you were studying Korean so intensely. Yeah. I need to, uh huh. Uh-huh. Look, now she's like, oh. <laughs> I need to, I need <laughs> to pick nerd. it back up. I need to pick it back up. So it's been a long time. So I think that's, I think can that's take really a trip cool. to Korea and Kara can be the guy. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what we need. Hello. Kara, me, and Atachi showing up in Korea, especially with me weaving hand signs randomly. <laughs> oh man, you haven't seen oh me do God. it with my Kotsky robe either. <laughs> just, just. <laughs> oh my God, I'm. There you go. Yeah, well, like I said, dude. If some if, if some dude was where's like, my button busted into the hospital? <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I, I'm sorry. That's right. I gotta play it for myself. Kara's like, where's my button? <laughs> Nerd! <laughs> yeah. Some some dude. Okay, I feel better. Bust into the hospital on some violent shit, and then he stopped and looked at me and started weaving hand signs like that. <laughs> I'm running. So, I'm, I'd be like, dude, I just, hey. Take it. See, and the thing I'm is, out. Kara's reaction is like the other guy. It's like, I know you can't, but I'm not going to stick around and find out if you could. Oh. <laughs> I'm running. Especially with technology. All, I mean, imagine all of a sudden we can start controlling the, the world around us with technology. Do you realize what the Naruto fandom will be doing with that? Bro, the last <laughs> thing I need is to fuck this around is, and find out is, and I end is, up getting is. a shine gun on my ass. <laughs> End this up in is a an after dark episode. Y'all could go on and on and on about really this. Could. I'm calling that right, right now. You're, you're right. You are absolutely right. This is this after is after dark episode. After dark. If you guys want to hear us go down that route, check out hole, the Patreon. Definitely. <laughs> subscribe check out the Patreon. to the Patreon. Let us know. We uh, we nerd out. This is all Facebook's fault. Metaverse, see what you did. See what you did. Uh, <clears throat> but yes, let us know. Uh, pretty much what you guys thought of the episode. Make sure to like subscribe tell your friends have them join the community uh everybody's welcome to gaming games leave your comments gaminggames.com and check out our store the gzshop.com fall is here we have amazing merchandise in the store available perfect for gift items if you haven't done your christmas shopping yet perfect time to go in there and check it out so make sure to go and do that anyway 
You guys have been amazing. Love you all. Stay safe out there. Look after yourself and look after each other. We'll catch all you wonderful people in the next episode. Beware! Powered by Riverside FM. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everyone? Project Itachi here. Did you enjoy the show? If so, think about supporting us on Patreon or ACAST for exclusive perks, content, and more. Also, visit our store, thegzshop.com. You can find all of our links on our website, osn-media.com. Until next time.